Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Uh, welcome to a new week, a new episode of Another Digital Citizen. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Are you ready for this week's not? <laughs> I changed it up because I told Luke to pick a random country. I will ten- tell you a fun fact about Botswana this week. Okay, are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Nearly 40% of Botswana is made out of national parks and wildlife reserves, which provide plenty of large areas for animals to roam. Botswana is the home of the largest concentrations of African elephants, of which uh, the highest concentration is found in the Kobe National Park. That's kind of sad. I just... I think I just saw a thing about how a bunch of African elephants are dying from a mysterious disease. Did you see this? No. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me let me find the actual disease. Elephantinus. Uh, it's, like it a, says elephants of in the Sarah. Seronga area in southern Africa died of a neurological disorder that seems to be caused by drinking water tainted by a toxic bloom of Sanobacterium. So whatever that yeah. means. <laughs> yeah. And this is in Botswana. Uh, Botswana says it has yeah. solved the mystery of mass elephant die-off. Uh, elephants have ingested toxins produced by a bacteria found in water holes. So this has to do with the elephants are trying to find water, and the only water they can yeah. find has bacteria in it. Um, gonna have to say this has to do with global warming. Uh, how's your week been? Uh, pretty good. Uh, finally, the smoke went away here in Oregon. Um, there's still some fires here and there, but we got a couple of days of rain, uh, and we got some more rain a couple of days after that. So finally, Oregon is kind of back to normal not really <laughs> cool lots of people lost their houses many people are out on the streets now and uh, there's a lot to do to bring Oregon back to where it was but at least uh, we got some rain and the I can see the sun now so that's a that's a bonus <laughs> that is a bonus uh, I think I told you last week that Norway finally got to Disney plus so this has been a week where I have rewatched a lot of Disney Plus things. I don't rewatch a lot I of Disney ever... things. You mean? Or just di- yeah. okay? I was gonna say rewatch Disney Plus things or Disney things specifically. Well, Disney Plus. Right. Uh, it's it's on Disney Plus uh, because I. Well, you didn't rewatch all... Disney Plus things. You rewatched Disney things on right, Disney Plus. Right. On okay. Disney Plus. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So, uh, because I was in the hospital, I had the operation, the operation went perfectly, everything is okay, other than that I am full of morphine, I'm totally okay. 
I don't think we um, talked about this last week. Like last week, you I think didn't so. even have the diagnosis yet. So yeah, you were diagnosed true. with something. Yes, Brock Lesnar syndrome. Brock Lesnar syndrome, right? Brock Lesnar yeah. disease, and then. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about that. No, we didn't. Last week you oh. you didn't get diagnosed till Friday, and we last week was. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's why I was like, yeah. you're kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but yes. Uh, and then you got into the hospital, or you got into the surgery. What Monday? Monday so it was pretty yeah. quick turnover. Finding out from yeah. Friday, and then Monday you had the surgery, and uh, yeah, it's been a crazy busy week for both of us for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yes, my point about Disney Plus. So I, I, I think I've told you a thousand and fifty times that I'm a very huge fan of Hannah Montana. I was extremely happy to see that it's on Disney Plus. Um, right, because it's a Disney property. It is. But here's the thing I don't think I have ever, ever told you. I have never, ever seen the show in its original language. I have always seen oh. Montana dubbed. Oh, you know? Yes. Okay, you, so when you saw it originally, it wasn't subtitled; it was dubbed in Norwegian. No. I see. It was, and I, I was so incredibly happy that they have kept the fucking dub on the Disney Plus. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't. I don't know if I ever will uh, rewatch Hannah Montana in the original language. I just, I, I just. Think I would say would... give at least one if you're watching it currently. Just take one episode yeah. and just watch one episode that way, and just see how it. Yeah. Just for the shits and giggles, you know what I mean? Shits and giggles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So I've seen I've seen half of season one. Uh, because it's the best of both worlds, as we both know. The best. But yeah, yeah. Hey, remember? Maybe in the they're gonna reboot it, and in the end of the reboot, she's gonna fight a polar bear. So that's gonna be good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Callback. Anyway, uh, callback. Uh, anyway, uh, nothing has happened in the States the last 24 hours. Oh my gosh. Right? Uh, police officer charged over raid that saw a fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor. Uh, grand jury has charged one police officer over the raid, which resulted in the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor at her home in the U- United State state of Kentucky. Um, so one person of, of the many people that were there have been charged. The other two officers... Who discharged their weapons that night have not yet been charged. So, and what and what was he charged with? What was he charged with? Yes, was Want, very strange. wanton endangerment. Yes, and uh, <laughs> I, I I have never heard about this. And Luke thought it was something to do with uh, uh, eating. Uh, what do you call it? Chinese dumplings, a wontons. Chinese dumplings, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you don't want to endanger your dumplings. That is... <laughs> no, but this is... Uh, it says, wanted endangerment over firing shot, shots into a neighboring apartment. So, like, this is right. in an apartment. He's just shooting 
shots and are going through the walls of into other apartments. That's clearly not safe for everybody else in the space, mm-hmm. and that's want want an endangerment. Just like shooting a gun r- recklessly is what that's considered. Oh, here here it says, in June, investigators found that he had wantonly and blindly fired 10 rounds into the apartment, so. Blindly? You mean that's... Blind, no, wantonly and blindly fired 10 rounds. That's in quotes. That's quote-unquote, wantonly and blindly. Quote-unquote. Okay. Does, the, does that mean figuratively, or... This is from the Louisville Metro Metro Police Department in June found that he had wantonly and blindly fired 10 (laughs) rounds. In quotes. I don't... You take that how you want to take it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Yeah, no. It's such a big news that we we, we couldn't skip it. We didn't really have it in our news. Well, it happened just now, so... It's literally yeah. happening as we speak, like one of the three. So I'm assuming in the next few days, possibly the other two may be charged as well. That's very likely. Yeah. I I watched uh, uh, some Fox News today uh, because I think it's kind of funny. Holy fuck, they can't shut up uh, uh, about uh, uh, Ruth, uh, Ginsburg being dead. Well, I mean, everybody's oh. talking about it. It's just boring to talk about. I think we'll talk about it next week when there's actual news to talk about as far as the replacement. But, but here, 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 here is my conspiracy hat. Uh, Trump will appoint someone that is connected to Russia. Uh, no, he's he's. Uh, I'm the top person is a Catholic woman, actually. So, uh, it's very. But I'm, I'm sure she has. Be into Russia at least. Well, I have no idea. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, and she has a connection to Assange as well. Well, I mean, I'm, Catholicism uh, is really big in Russia. If you didn't know that, <laughs> I did know that. I've seen some buildings. Uh, but uh, talking about Assange, uh, Assange was offered a presidential pardon to help resolve the Russia role in the DNC hack court. It's called. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange was offered a presidential pardon if he helped resolve the ongoing speculation about the Russian involvement in the hacking of the DNC emails during the 2016 U.S. election campaign, a London court heard Friday. Assange's lawyer, Jennifer Robbins, said that she saw then-Representative Dana Rohrbacher of California and Trump associate... Charles Johnson make an offer during August 2017 meeting in the Ecuadorian embassy in London, where Assange was evading arrest at the time. Uh, his seven-year stay there came to an end in April 2019, if you remember that. Mm-hmm, I do. Uh, Roy Brocker and Johnson said Trump knew about the meeting and approved offering Assange what they described as a win-win proposal, according to Robinson's statement providing Assange hearing in Old Bailey Court. Uh, Rohrbacher explained that he wanted to resolve the ongoing speculation about the Russian involvement in the Democratic National Committee leaks uh, to WikiLeaks. He said that he regarded the ongoing speculation as damaging to the U.S.-Russian relations and that it was reviving 
old Cold War politics, and that it would be mm. in the best interest of the U.S. if it could, if the matter could be resolved. So they were telling him to lie, more or less. Then. No. In return, the men offered some form of pardon, assurance, or agreement, which would both benefit Trump politically and prevent U.S. in incitement and extradition of Assange. I don't know where you, you got lying, but continue. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm just saying that if, if they they told uh, maybe Assange to to lie, then I I meant. I don't see that anywhere in this article. I like how you all, you love to like add things that you just assume. No, they they said, "Hey Assange, if you can tell yeah. us who you got those emails from, we won't extradite you." That's what happened. <laughs> There's okay. no lie. I don't know okay. where you got lying from. Uh, Assange said, no. "Assange said, fuck you. I'm a journalist. I'm not going to reveal my sources. Uh, take me to jail." And you know what happened? They did. And you know who else was involved, if you look into it? Germany. Germany, uh... The U.S. ambassador to Germany, it turns out, was key in getting Assange taken out of the Ecuadorian embassy. Nice. Uh, this brings up a very good point that we've been making all, all along, I guess. Why, if Trump was, if Trump knew that he was involved and he knew that he had gotten these emails from Russia and that Trump yeah. was working with Russia, who was working with Assange, right, yeah. to get these emails yeah. out to specifically, specifically to mm -hmm. ruin Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016, why right. on earth would Trump want to give somebody a pardon if they were to, able to prove the opposite, when Trump knew <laughs> that's a very good question. When Trump knew supposedly that he was working with Russia and WikiLeaks, right. why would Trump offer this person a pardon? Doesn't make any sense, does it? Hmm. It's almost like it's all fake. <laughs> that's a, that's an extremely good question. I don't know why I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> because if Julian Assange was to come out, if if yes. they sent, if they were like, "Hey, uh, tell us who this person is," and then he was like, "Oh, mm -hmm. it's Yuri Slovakov, right, or whoever," right. I'm just making right. up a, a Russian name. Then Trump. Right. Then what would Trump do? Trump would be like, uh, "No, it wasn't." Even though I just gave you a pardon for telling us who... Why would he pardon somebody to give the answer to something that he thought... It doesn't... This proves yeah. that the whole Russiagate thing is bullshit. I mean, and another thing, uh, in Syria this week, Trump mm -hmm. sent in troop, uh, U.S. troops to uh, battle the Russians. Again, this whole idea that Trump is working with the Russians at this point is totally debunked, but we're still going with it as though it was real. I saw this week on the news, somebody saying, uh, I think it was NBC or CNN, one or the other, a guy talking about the Russian bounties as, as though that is still a legitimate talking point, even though last week we covered that the general U.S. generals came out saying there's no evidence for it, right? So, right. but we're continuing with this 
line of attack. I, 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 this is, this is what I have said so many times before, and I will say it again. There are so many fucking things we can get Trump on. Uh, uh, we don't have to put on lies to <laughs> to right. get him to look. And bad. every time you bring that up, I bring up Soleimani. So actually, let's go to that. Yeah. I, I, Iran vows to hit all involved in U.S. killing of top general Soleimani. Uh, the chief of Iran's paramilitary revolutionary guard threatened Saturday to go after everyone who had a top role in the general's killing uh, general's January killing during the US drone strike in Iraq the guards website quoted uh, Hussein Soleimani as saying Mr. Trump our revenge for martyrdom of our great general is obviously is obvious serious and real US Don, uh, US president Donald Trump warned this week that Washington would harshly respond to any Iranian attempts to take revenge for the death of Soleimani, tweeting that if they hit us in any way, any form, written instruction already done, we're going to hit them a thousand times harder. Yeah, that's that's what we need. We need a war. Uh, every every time every time I hear this, it's like it reminds me of Vag the Dog, one of my favorite movies of all time about politics. I just love that movie. I just think it's crazy that I've been saying this since before Trump was even in office that we wanted to go to war right. with Iran, <laughs> and I yeah. hate this is Fro knows that I'm overly right sometimes. I don't. Yes. I don't want to be right. I just happen to be no. right. And sometimes I get upset being right because it's like, why didn't you listen? <laughs> and then other times I'm like, I wish I wasn't right because that would make things a whole lot easier. But in this case, it's like, hello, uh, we've wanted to go to war with Iran forever. Uh, just listen to... Uh, the, uh, there was a g general who did an interview about 9-11, talking about, uh, we want to go to war with these specific countries. And the last mm. one on that list was Iran. And this was right after 9-11 happened. Uh, it's always been the plan to go to war with Iran, whether it was a Democrat or Republican president, <laughs> I guess is the mm. point, right? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, uh, the danger with everything that has to do with things like that. It's like uh, uh, to a certain point uh, to, to a certain point it doesn't really matter who, who's president. I'm not going to say that it uh, doesn't matter at all but to a certain point it doesn't. Right, exactly. Uh, right. I mean this was, let's see, General Wesley Clark was the thing I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. March 2007, he said, um, it, it was called, General Wesley Clark, wars were planned se seven countries in five years. Look up seven countries in five years. Actually, you want to play this video, bro? I'm going to post it in the chat. And let's just play, it's a two minute video. We can just play it. Okay. So let's go into uh, this article about the Cold War and then we'll go into that 
video once you get it up. Mm -hmm. Gutierrez warns the UN of the risk of Cold War between the U.S. and China. Uh, It says here, Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez opened the first virtual general debate at the UN General Assembly. The yawning gaps of politics and anger became evident. China and Iran clashed with the United States via pre-recorded videos from home, and leaders expressed frustration and anger at the handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. The UN chief has called the has called this the number one global security threat in the world today. <clears throat> the UN chief exhorted them to unite and tackle the areas the era's towering problems uh, with the economic calamity it unleashed and the risk of a new Cold War between the United States and China. So yeah, mm. the UN seems to be more concerned about war with China than Russia, which makes more sense to me because they have more money, they have more weapons, they have more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Should, from a Norwegian's perspective, should the US be more afraid of China or Russia? I, I would say China. It makes I mean, sense to I, me. I, 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 I have always, always said that China is is a superpower that is much, much more dangerous right now, especially uh, than uh, Russia is, because they have all the power and they are just opening up to uh the western civilization and they are getting more and more money in and it's still a very like closed uh place well i mean as far as the people go because the people are very what controlled i guess is a good way to put it yes i I don't want to say brainwashed but like they're they have their own way of existing. They have their own reality tunnel that they live in. Mm. And we, you have to understand that reality tunnel before you can understand the, where they're coming from as far as global politics, right? Because they've right, been right. so alone for so long. And now, like you said, they're opening back up. Uh, even though it's been a number of years, in the time span of, like countries it hasn't been that long since they opened up all right no, let's play the... there oh go ahead doing it very very slowly and they're doing it on their terms so they don't look fucking bad I mean, well i don't think it's that they don't... look bad i think it's that they prosper so they're doing it slowly because they're like right. okay if we do it this specific way we're gonna make more money i think is what it comes down to it's capitalist really oh of course but it's also that they don't want people to hear about Chinese in 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 uh, camps and right, right, like totally, that. yeah. But I think that's so. capitalist in and of itself because it's just like any company sure, when sure. they have some type of scandal. What do they do? Right, they try to hide yes. it. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I totally agree. All right, let's play this video. General Wesley Clark. Uh, wars were planned seven years. Uh, in. Uh, seven countries in five years. This is a video from 2007 from Democracy Now. So give me a countdown for him. In three, two, one, play. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to 
come in, you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. 20th of I September, said, 2001. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They why would we, why would we blow up Soleimani? With Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. Mm. So I came back to see him a few weeks later. And by that time, we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war? We're still with bombing in said, Afghanistan. Oh, worse than that. He mm -hmm. said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, wow. Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. All right, we're going to stop there. Wow. I mean, he... Puts, plainly puts it out and what's happening in Syria right now that was the yeah. second to last one he mentioned in that thing and this was from 2001 this is all pre-planned people who are surprised yeah. by us going like uh, being aggressive towards Iran or China are not paying attention clearly yeah and I, 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 I just feel like I, there are so many stories like this that we don't know of because uh, they will, will never open up. And the truth will never come 110% out. I, I th the funny part about Trump is I think the truth has come out more under Trump because he doesn't give a shit than mm. other presidents in the past, right? I like, agree. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff we found out. I think that's why people hate Trump so much is that he puts it out there just blatantly and obvious and everybody's like, oh, my God, look what he's doing. But if you were paying mm -hmm. attention this whole time, all of these presidents have been doing the same thing. It's just Trump is blatant and an asshole and just puts it out on the table instead of being very uh, what. I've got a suit on, and I'm very oh, 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 the Patriot Act and the Care Act, and we love the People Act, and oh, Ira Save Iraq Act, and then the Save Iraq Act ha happens to be oh, buy like a billion bombs and then murder people. That's you know what I mean. Yeah, tell me about things that are planned in advance. Uh, do you want to go to the pub, Luke? Uh, I don't actually like going to the pub or the bar, as okay. we call it in America. I, I, it's right. too expensive, and usually there's some. There's usually one asshole there that you don't want to be around. <laughs> <laughs> there's always an asshole by the bar in every American TV show, and uh, yeah, in real life as well. Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. Boris, <laughs> Boris Johnson orders British pubs to close early as COVID nineteen cases rise. I'm not hugely surprised by this. Well, they're rising all over the UK. I mean, this week, India, which we've talked a lot about in the past, it has gotten to number mm. two right behind America, Fro. And India is, like, going up and up and up. I would not be surprised if next week we're talking about how India is number one, just mm -hmm. due to the 
sheer number of people in India comparatively to America, right? Right. But Prime Minister Boris Johnson has spent much of the summer urging people to return to offices and restaurants while aiming at a significant return to normality by Christmas. Uh, This message this week uh, could hardly be more different. Tuesday, Johnson announced sweeping new restrictions in England that are likely going to last for six months, Fro. Bars, pubs, and restaurants will be ordered to close at 10 p.m. Staff and customers will be fined 200 pounds, or around $256, uh, American dollars, I guess, for not wearing masks. So they're going to fine people for not wearing masks. I That actually is a... I, what do you think about that? I think it's good, but I, I feel like if that happened in America, yeah. shit would just hit the fan. <laughs> I think that is an amazing good idea. And people, once uh, again, uh, are being asked to work from home if they can, uh, right. instead of going going to work, which they were really trying to push for a return to normalcy and a return to work. And now they're saying, hey, basically they're going back to semi-lockdown. Uh, mm. And it, it says it, it will be more comprehensive than the lockdowns that the restrictions uh, this past uh, in the U.K., so, there's a possibility if Boris Johnson is saying if people don't follow these rules, the lockdown could even get more. Like there could be a bigger lockdown happening in the UK if mm-hmm. people don't actually follow it. I see this starting to happen more and more, possibly in the next few months, all around the world. Mostly because we're going into the fall, and as far, what I am to understand is that as far as COVID goes, uh, the heat was something that was keeping it away, and now it could come back because of the winter? Have you heard that, or is that just speculation? I'm, yeah, no. No, I, I've heard that as well, yeah. And, in, I mean, this is kind of our first look at uh, one major country going, hey, we recognize that, and we're doing something about it. I mean, what do you think about this, and do you think it's going to happen in Norway? I, it's not going to happen in America, because we never... Like, this is... Let's call this the UK's second wave. We never left right. the first wave in America, so I don't think we can have a second wave. <laughs> but in Norway, am, what would happen if this am, if ha- if yeah, that happened? I there? am I am worried about the second wave in in Norway. Uh, of course, I am. Uh, I told you uh, about there. There are still like cases coming up here and there about people sure. getting corona in, in 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 the news. It's not like it was in the beginning. Um, I think I I have absolutely no proof of this, but I think the government is more uh, uh, aware of it now than they were before. I'm sure they're more prepared, uh, especially. Right. But um, I think the more the more important thing is the people. The, do you, as far as, like, the attitude of the people in Norway... Like, there's huge anti-lockdown protests in, in the UK because of this. Mm-hmm. Is that going to happen in Norway if they were no. to go back into lockdown? I guess is my point. No. I know it would happen no. here in America. We would have huge protests yeah. if there was a lockdown. Uh, no. Ironically, even though the people who would be the anti-lockdown protesters here are people who are mm-hmm. against protesting according to Black Lives Matter, but then they would go out and protest. So, but in in the UK, the anti-lockdown protests, 
I don't know what's going to happen with them as far as because Boris Johnson is saying he's going to fine people for not having masks. So if these anti-lockdown protesters don't have masks, are they going to get fined? I, this is going to be a very mm. interesting story to follow, I think, in the future. I have a feeling people aren't going to follow these rules and the restrictions are going to get tighter. So we'll see what happens, I guess. And uh, people will be people and will do whatever they feel like as well. That is kind of the problem. Right. I mean, another thing is the whole religious aspect of this, that, you know, the anti-vaxxer Christian right, right. who yeah. are all over the world and uh, mm-hmm. are going to... I mean, I remember in middle school hearing about a kid who died in Oregon because his family didn't want to give him medicine because they believed that medicine is goes against God, that kind of thing. Like, those right. are the people that we should really be afraid of in this situation. Speaking of cult leaders a cult leader claim who claimed to be the reincarnation of jesus christ has been arrested in siberia from oh we've talked about this visarion visarion christ the teacher from we had an an entire episode about him we did a whole main topic on visarion yeah Uh, yeah his secular name is sergey torop and his followers believe he's the re- reincarnation of Jesus of Nazareth. According to a Russian newspaper, uh, the investigative committee claims that the cult leaders used its members' money and psych- psychological violence against them, causing them serious harm to some members' help. Uh, investigators intend to charge them with creating a religious associate, a religi- religious association that uses violence. Fro. Yeah, so uh, this means that they are going to arrest the Pope, and then they will arrest all other cult leaders. So, yeah, I can't wait when they arrest the Pope. I mean, they should probably start with the Pope. uh, Yeah. Considering, I mean, when I think about religions, what is the religion you think of that caused the most harm, the most violence? It would probably be the Catholic Church when you look back oh, in the history. Definitely. <laughs> definitely the Catholic Church. No if or about it at all. Right, I, I'm sure like people are going to disagree with us and say, "Oh, what about what about Muslims? Islam. They, they, yeah, yeah. What about Islam? Uh, yeah. Look into the past into what the Catholic Church has done to people around the world, and you, you're going to be proven wrong. I mean, uh, the Spanish Inquisition. Example A, right in our in our court case. <laughs> Exhibit A, the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> it wasn't that very nice. It was a very funny sketch by Monty Python, but it wasn't that fun in real life. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine if they had a heat ray during the Spanish Inquisition? What what they would have oh, done? That would be fun. That would be super fun. I can, I can like it's, they stand there and like, yeah, be Catholic. <laughs> be Catholic. <laughs> they shoot them with a heat ray and then they're like, be Catholic. That's... <laughs> uh, but what uh, about the heat ray? <laughs> yeah, Torquemada was like, uh, we got this heat ray. You think we can like use it on people? Like, 
I don't know about that, Torquemada. Um, <laughs> officers uh, requested a heat wave weapon for possible use against protesters at a park in at, next to the White House in June. Military police allegedly asked the National Guard for an advanced denial system, or ADS, which makes targets feel like their skin is on fire. From so, th- remember when Ooh. Trump went across the street to take a picture with a Bible in front of a church? I do. Uh, and they were kind of, they got in trouble for hitting those protesters with tear gas, and then they said, "Oh, we didn't. There was no tear gas." They said, uh, that was just smoke grenades. There was no tear gas involved or rubber bullets. Mm. Law enforcement are, in, uh, in, are instead believed to have used tear gas and rubber bullets and smoke grenades, it says, even though they said they didn't. The National Guard did not pos- possess the heat ray, and it was not used, but they did request it. Oh, They didn't use it, and they requested it. Aww. Well, I think they didn't have access to it is what it's looking like like if they would have been able to get it i think they probably would have had it but they didn't have <laughs> access to it uh right so there's a good chance that if they did have access to it they would have used it i guess is my point i number one a heat ray weapon <laughs> uh yeah. let's not <laughs> let's not just like uh miss the the, the headline here Mm-hmm. The United States has a heat ray weapon. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I uh, I never heard about that before this week, to be honest. Right. Uh, apparently, they've used this in the past in Afghanistan and in Iraq. Uh, this of would would have been the first time they used it against American citizens, <laughs> if they would have used mm. it. Yeah, because it only counts if you use it against American citizens. It doesn't count if you. Is it against the other? Yeah, those aren't real people, so. Right, that's true. Only Americans always, are real people. <laughs> I, I, I can't I, even say it without I laughing. Always, I always forget that I'm not a, a, a real people person. Yeah, I'm not from America, so I'm not really a people. Yeah, only anarchists can get hit with the heat ray weapon, and anybody who's not American <laughs> is an anarchist. So. <laughs> <laughs> think of that if it think of like uh, <laughs> the heat ray has and like have a have a function that it only can hit through, like it's, it's like the the tag on the on the mattress that says do not remove yes. right on the side of the heat right. ray weapon it's got a little tag that says only for use on anarchists <laughs> uh, oh my god we are so silly today. Well, yeah, uh, speaking of anarchists, mm-hmm. you want to go into this uh, New York uh, among three cities uh, to be called anarchist cities, bro? Why don't you go into this article? Yeah, because <clears throat> ah, honor, anarchy is bad anarchy. Uh, yeah, uh, so the DOJ... Um, uh, has said that New York is among three anarchist cities, uh, and they are named by the White House to lose fund. Uh, the Trump administration has uh, named three cities that could lose federal funding after the White House accused them of tolerating crime. New York, Portland, 
I know someone near Portland. And Seattle uh, are on the list of anarchist cities that uh, Trump officials say that uh, has failed to steam crime uh, linked to summer of protests. It follows uh, a memo from uh, Mr. Trump earlier this month threatening the move. Uh, the mayors of the cities have uh, promised to sue, calling Mr. Trump moves a political stunt. Oh, really? <laughs> a statement from the Justice Department on Monday laid out uh, recent crime uh, rates in the cities and how uh, the police responded. We cannot f uh, allow federal tax dollars to be wasted when the safety and of the citizens hangs in the balance. Attorney General William, I have a dildo up my ass bar. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, okay, Portland, Seattle, and New York City. One of these things is not like the <laughs> not other. Like the other. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like comparing apples and oranges when you really think about it. Like <laughs> yeah. Portland compared to New York City is they're not even in the same league as far as cities go. So to say that right. they're on the same level as far as what anarchy is just completely crazy. I th there is really a misunderstanding of the West Coast by people from the East Coast. They're like mm. have this they, they want to just, like, separate it out, like, oh, the West Coast is this crazy, wild west place, and it it really isn't. It's just a bunch of people that, uh, a lot, when I lived in Portland, a lot of the people who I was around were people who were escaping the East Coast because they hated it. <laughs> so, there right. you go. Yeah, no, people are crazy, man. Uh, what can I say? It's like, I, I... I really don't understand this American thing. Why can't you just fucking get along? Like, the most crazy thing we do in Norway is, like, shoplift. I think Trump is pushing the divide. I think that has a lot to do with it. He's pushing the social divide between okay. the left and the right, the t uh, the south and the north, the west and the east. There, There's many divides here in America as far as political, social... Uh, as and geographical, and Trump is using yeah. all those things to his advantage to try to divide people, and a lot of it has to do with just the uh, religious separation. Because Trump is really that's his base is this evangelical right. So er everything he does is to try to separate the evangelical right from everybody else to try to what's a good right. word uh, bolster his base. So. Well, at least you can go out and make TikToks about it because we talked about that last week. That and the week TikTok before, is, yeah, and that TikTok is saved now because it's bought, so it's not going to be illegal in the United States, or is it? TikTok deal under new threat as Trump insists on U.S. control. President Donald Trump has cast fresh doubt over the future of TikTok in the U.S. unless Oracle and Walmart have total control of the company. TikTok escaped the U.S. ban on Sunday after striking a deal with the American companies Oracle and Walmart. China-based owner ByteDance earlier said it would be 
would retain 80% of the stakes in the new company. And this is what I mentioned last week as far as how is this... How how is this taking control away from China if if mm-hmm. ByteDance still has a major stake in it? President Trump said they will have nothing to do with it, and if they do, we won't make a deal. He had threatened to ban the app on security grounds unless the sale was agreed to by a U.S. company in the middle of September. The U.S. investor investors Oracle and Walmart have said they will be taking a combined 20% stake in TikTok. 20%. Between Oracle and Walmart. That doesn't sound like selling it. No, that doesn't sound like selling it. And it's, it's such a weird com- combination. Like, Oracle uh, and Walmart. Like, Walmart? Like, why would Walmart be interested in Oh, uh, because they're trying to get into the, uh, the digital... Um, video market so they're trying to compete they're trying to compete with netflix apple plus they're trying to get in with everybody amazon they're just trying to get into the same because amazon has amazon prime walmart has their own walmart website so they want Mm. their own walmart video thing just like amazon has their own amazon video thing so it's it's uh keeping up with the joneses basically well, we don't have it in, in the news, but guess what? They can buy QB because QB is for sale. Oh, is it? I'm not surprised. Yeah. Oh, wait, I did hear about this, right. And it's also it's also owned by a Chinese company. It's owned by uh, Alibaba Group, right? Right, yeah. But it never came up as something that Trump wanted to get rid of. QB never was something that Trump wanted right. to get rid of, but WeChat was, and this was, but... Quibi, even though it was owned by a Chinese company, was never in consideration as being banned from the U.S., which we always thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm shocked that you didn't hear, hear about this Quibi news. Yeah. I just said I did hear about it. <laughs> just oh, said that. you heard about it? Okay. Yeah. I was like, that's weird. Hey, uh, do you know if uh, Joe Biden is a socialist or not? You know, I've... I've been privy to the fact that he's not many times, uh, but for some reason the Republicans seem to think he is. <laughs> okay. Have you uh, heard this though? That the Republicans from sorry. Have you heard this? That Republicans seem to think Joe Biden is a yeah. socialist. I have heard. I have heard that. Okay. I I don't think he is. Uh, let's search from uh, the ass's mouth, I guess. Okay. Uh, are you ready? Go ahead. In three, two, one, play. Biden on socialism. So if I could ask you, sir, I mean, even if you could address our camera directly, talk to the voters that are worried about socialism and you raising taxes. I beat the socialists. That's how I got elected. That's how I got the nomination. Do I look like a socialist? Look at my career, my whole career. I am not a socialist. There we go. Yeah, it did. It did be the socialist. He is one hundred and ten percent correct. Right. Um, this brings up a very interesting point that has been made many times by the Biden camp and the Hillary people in two thousand sixteen about unity, bringing people together. Uh, mm. Why would he say this if he's trying to bring people together? 
Uh, I don't think he is. <laughs> right. Uh, it seems like he's courting the Republicans, like we said when we were talking about the DNC convention. Um, the only thing that saying this could do is make Bernie Sanders supporters mad, right? Because what he's saying is, yeah. I beat the socialist. I I yeah. defeated your revolution. Instead of say, instead of mm-hmm. like embracing that side of the Democratic Party, he's saying, "Listen, I beat you. I won. You lost." How is that bringing the other side in to the party, right? So what he's doing is he's disenfranchising his own voting base to try to right. gain Republicans. That's the way I see it. I see that's that that's as well, and I also actually believe in him. I believe that he's not a socialist. Well, we know he's not I a have, socialist. Right. Because I'm a socialist, and he stands for absolutely nothing that I can say uh, is a socialist belief. Right. I mean, I will, I will still stand behind that you should fucking vote for the guy because we need to get rid of Trump, but but He's not a socialist. Don't vote for him because he's a socialist. And don't vote against him because he's a socialist, because he's not. It's a mischaracterization. Uh, but I think also this points out, like, if we're going to... One thing that a lot of people say is, just vote for Biden, and then once he's in, you can put his feet to the fire. But what he's telling me here is that He's not right. going to listen to anything we have to say once right. he gets in. So that's, uh, I think the point I'm making is we just got to get to Nina 2024. <laughs> hey, what is uh, Trump going to tell the truth about this week? He's going to uh, talk about the U.S. And, and everything going on here and a solution to that. This is Trump Trump tells the truth. Are you awake now? Well, yeah. One big idol, one Supreme Court judge, does more have died. And Trump can now choose another one. And he's gonna get it. Yes, he's gonna put a new judge on the Supreme Court. To everybody who didn't vote in 2016, who said it was no different between Trump and Hillary, are you, can you just admit to yourself, you fucked up. You fucked up a big time. Well, I'm not going to dwell so much about it, but this situation, it's not the best. It's not the best because if the Republicans manage to cheat in another election, and they can cheat so much, and so many people don't give a shit about voting, then we can win. And if they win this time, the thing about Trump who says he want to go for the third term, can actually be true. People who want to lose their right to vote can be even bigger. Because we are touring against fascism. No, we are not. You are. United States of America is more and more a fascist corporation. I remember I saw this in these old sci-fi movies from the 60s, 70s and 80s. The time with big corporation owned a few politicians and nobody could vote and people have the death games and all kinds of shit. That is the reality now. You're brainwashed. You're destroyed. 
and the rest of the Western world is coming after. Yeah. And there can also be a war. Yeah. China threatened to attack Taiwan. And of course, the United States never going to do nothing about it. Well, this is the shit situation of 2020. So, people, you have a progressive movement. It's not going to win this election. But it did win a Congress election, and it can win a lot of other elections. Because if you think everything is dark, because I'm the news shows you do, and and what, what do I, what, what do I tell you? Well, it could be a lot worse. But let us see some good things, because good things is also happening in the world. France have elections, and the Green Party won in many cities. Yeah. They won more than the nationalists. That is something to think about. In Germany right now, the Green Party is the second largest party. They are breeding down the conservatives next. They have so much power and influence by young people that the conservatives are getting more and more green in their politics. That's good news. Because you cannot buy elections in Germany you cannot buy an election in France. Well, yeah, everywhere in the Western world you can sometimes buy elections in some sort because the right and the mainstream media has too much power. But you cannot cheat the way you do in your, like do in your country. We're going to have a new election next year, I hope. And the situation in Norway is very strange because every progressive party is doing good except the social democrat. Socialist parties are doing good, the Green parties are doing good, the center parties are doing good, but also some kind of nationalism also doing good. Getting justice, I'm told in so many times the truth before, is a long way to go. And you have to compromise. I also dealt that many times before. But now it's on the tipping point. What kind of politics we get for the next five or ten six years is extremely more important than any time else in history because this civilization is going down we have an environmental crisis which is worsen and worsen what kind the politics we suggest now is going to be have to be effective for the next 10 years to save this fucking planet we're living on if that not not motivation enough for you to go and vote you should just fucking go and kill yourself. This was Tron with Tron does the truth. Have a fucking nice day. Thank you as always, Tron. You have some good points there, I would say. Yeah, thank you, Tron. Uh, we're, something we talked about last week, uh, as far as the Oregon wildfires, right at the end of the show last week, yeah. me and you talked... Well, I think the very last thing we said on the show last week, I said, um, mm-hmm. so nobody heard it except for... Jeremy, but the last thing I said last week on the show was <laughs> that there was some conspiracy theory going around that Antifa had started fires in Oregon. Remember this? And I was like, don't believe I, the bullshit. Yeah. Joe Rogan apologizes for spreading misinformation about wildfires amid backlash. Uh, podcaster Joe Rogan apologizes for echoing false claims that left-wing activists have been arrested for on suspicion of setting fi- forest fires in Oregon. Uh, Jorgen said this on a podcast last week on Thursday, and, uh, and then Friday on his Twitter and Instagram, he came out and apologized, which 
I totally give him credit for apologizing once he realized he was oh, wrong. Yeah. It's just more proof that we've had a problem with Joe Rogan for, what, a few months? Right. Probably since the beginning of COVID, since he started being a COVID denialist. Uh, yes. And it, this shows me that he's getting information from very wrong places. I it, mean, I, I don't necessarily. Alex Jones Go is ahead. one of his best friends, so. Well, yes, thing. but so is Kyle Kalinske from the Secular Talk, is a good friend of his who is a very left-wing person. So I don't think right. I don't think that's. It. I think that I don't even think he's trying to be malicious, Joe Rogan. I think he's being misinformed, and he's got such a major platform that you can't be misinformed and repeat things that are wrong without getting called out. I'm just right. happy that he actually apologized and said, hey, I'm wrong. Hey, everybody, listen, I made a mistake. I'm wrong, because that's just what you should do, right? I mean, we have fucking done that. Right. I mean, yeah. and we're going to talk about Ellen in a second, but first let's plug the email, anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email there, or go to our Twitter, at PodcastADC. Another place you can post is on our Facebook page, Another Digital Citizen on Facebook. You can add a, add to our group, free adding to the group. You We don't have to add you, you just add yourself. If you want to post something under this show, we'll talk about it on next show. Ellen. Mm-hmm. I saw this. Uh, I saw this episode because uh, I was like, cool, I need to see it. Uh, so Ellen had... Returned. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen? Have you seen this clip of her or uh, her apology? No, I didn't watch it at all. Okay, so I can't really ask you because there's a there's a link. To I stopped apology. watching this morning show after Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, believe it or not, in the two thousands, Rosie O'Donnell uh, was the person who used to run this morning show, and then Ellen took over for Rosie O'Donnell, that's when I stopped watching it, back then. I mean, it's a four-minute video, but, but uh, yeah, you should, should should watch it. I mean... I don't care. Uh, she didn't apologize. I, everything I see here, it says, no, Ellen DeGeneres that's, that's, says, I take this very seriously. I want to say I'm sorry to the people who it affected. Uh, things that right. here... Things happened here that never should have happened. Uh... Three top show producers were recently fired amid claims of misconduct. Ellen openly deadpan comedic tone said to the camera, if you're watching because you love me, thank you. If you're watching because you don't love me, welcome. Right. And that, and and the thing is, like, I did not like how she, she did it. That's why I wanted you to, to kind of, like, uh, have an input on it. But I... I I, I, it came out of, uh, unsincere. It wasn't really an, an apology, really. Right, I would have it watched was... it if I, any of the articles I saw on this said, Ellen came out and said, I'm sorry, I was mean to people, I did stuff, right. I, I was not, uh, I, I was in the wrong. There's no point in this apology that I see where no. she said, I was in the wrong, only that no. things happened out of my control that I no. fixed because I fired these people. Now everything's going to be fine, even though we know probably 70% of the problem was Ellen herself 
in this situation. Yeah. And the only thing yeah. we wanted out of this thing was her to apologize for being mean to people. Yeah. And she refused yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's my biggest problem with it. It's like she she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything about how sorry she was and things like that. So I I I don't fucking care. I I'm never ever going to watch it again. Uh, hey, uh, Carol, Carol, no, sorry, Carol Baskin. <laughs> That's how you say. There you name. go. Yes, uh, it's getting her own reality show. Look, guess who's watching that? A His new unscripted series starring Tiger King breakout Car- breakout Carol Baskin. They're calling her a breakout mm-hmm. star or something. She is. Okay, it's definitely is... a breakout star. Sure. So is the guy from uh, I Created a Murderer, whatever it was on Netflix. That guy's right. also a breakout star, apparently. Um... Of course. <laughs> uh, a new show for Carol Basket is in development at ITV. So this isn't even American. This is a British <laughs> channel. This is very confusing. <laughs> It's so weird. Are British people really invested in seeing a Carol Baskin show? I don't know. We I, should ask Taylor. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe we will. <sighs> every every British people loves Carol Baskin. I can't I don't uh, I don't get it. I don't know why it's a British show. It's so confusing. I know. Um, Dark Crystal, uh, let's go to that, uh, before we do another Yeah, that's thing. really quick, I mean, uh, we don't even need to go into it, it just got cancelled because it's a shit show, and we knew it was a shit yeah. show when we watched it. We, we, we are so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Luke are so incredibly sad. I, I, we wanted to do this as, like our TV show review at one point, and I think it was, we were two episodes yeah. and you're out on this show, which is v- kind yeah. of rare yeah. for us. We don't always do that. I mean, we went all the way through, uh, tough as nails, but we didn't go all the way through right. dark crystal because that would have been more torturous. I think than going through tough as oh, nails. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh no. Fucking hell. Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't torture myself with that, but, uh, Believe it or not, and for Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, we have some very, very good news for you. Uh, uh, Eurovision is going to be in 2021. Uh, They have made it very, very, very clear that they are working with four different scenarios uh, that... uh, To make the competition continue. So, like... Depending on what happens in the future, because it says here the grand final is going to happen on uh, May 18th, 20th, and 22nd. So, depending on what happens in between now and May, there are four different scenarios of how this contest is actually going to happen, right? So, but they're saying it's definitely going to happen just under one of these four scenarios. Yep. Uh, scenario A is normal uh, song contest. Uh, B is social distance Eurovision song contest. Uh, C is Eurovision song contest with travel restrictions. And D is Eurovision song contest in lockdown. If you had to guess which of these four would be uh, 
the one that they are going to do in 2021, which one would it be? I have my suspicions. I I feel like it's going to be C, probably. I de- it's yeah. definitely not going to be A. A is, like, no. not happening. B right. is possible, but very unlikely. I C yeah. is very likely, and then D is kind of yeah. a last-case scenario. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be C. I, I, I do think it's But that's all up to ne- the Netherlands, really, right? Because it depending is, on yeah. what the, ne- uh, the their government wants to do, depending on the lockdown, right. and what we're seeing happen in the UK right now is not a very good sign for the scenario. Yeah. And I mean, we have to May next year, but who the fuck knows? Right, and, and they're using the same people that were supposed to be performing last year, right? That's what's happening still. Well, some of them. Some yes. of them. Okay. Yes, Norway is not, and I'm I'm very angry at that. But okay, well, well why we'll not? Uh, uh, she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't asked. Oh, so yeah. are, is Norway going to pick somebody different? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't no, know that was a, something you could do. Okay, because I know oh, like yeah. the Olympics are still going on now in 2021. And all the same people, at least, uh, the only thing I'm following is skateboarding. <laughs> but all the same people who were going to be in the Olympics last year for skateboarding are still going to be in the Olympics 2021. So I'm, I'm kind of kind of equating Eurovision and Olympics are kind of in my same mindset right now as far as coming back. You know what I mean? It's coming home. It's coming home. Tell the world it's, it's coming, coming home. home. Yes. WrestleMania from uh, 2018. <laughs> uh, hey, look, have you seen some TV this week? Holy crap, we saw a lot of TV this week. Um, but we're not surprised because our main topic is fall TV premieres, which is this was the week that it all started, it all kicked off. So It did, definitely. Um something that was returning this week, Tosh.0, which I know Fro doesn't like. Oh, I really don't care. I started watching Tosh when the soup got canceled originally back in the day, 2016, 15, something like that. The soup is back now, and I'm still watching the new soup uh, with the new host. It's not very good, I'll be honest. Mm. But Tosh.0 is basically the internet version of the soup. Yeah. I would like it better if it had a different host. My main problem is the host. See, I always liked Tosh, uh, Tosh's stand-up even back in the day. So I, right. I'm, I'm a little biased because I enjoyed his stand-up before he ever had fame, I guess. Before he was famous, I liked mm. his stand-up. Uh, and this is season 12, so clearly he's doing something right. <laughs> yeah, but then again, there's also... Tw- yeah, okay. Uh, well, I feel like he's also in that, he's kind of in that um, South Park area, where South Park can say things that nobody else can say. Tosh can kind of say things that nobody else is allowed to say, and he gets away with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, my uh, argument against it is also 15 seasons of Grace Autonomy doesn't make Grace Autonomy. Uh, uh, I'm just saying sure. they're doing something right, though, because people like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, I saw Shocked, uh, you know, Shocked, uh, but I saw uh, Shocked Sweets this week. Uh, is that a new show, so, or is 
Or is that Chopped like... Is, is, no, I'm mean, Chopped, Chopped Sweets. Is it season one of Chopped Sweets or... Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so first season of Chopped Sweets. Uh, Chopped is uh, very... Right. Old. So this is a spinoff of Chopped, which is another show yes. on the Food Network, I want to say. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is only with sweets. Uh, I I really, really like this. Uh, they found a very good host and uh, re-ruling uh, hosts, uh, uh, guests. Very good casting. Uh, I give it a 6.5. Oh, yeah. I should probably... Uh, I didn't give Tosh.0 a reading. I, I'll give it a 6. Like, it's almost yeah. in the middle, but just above average. I saw The Bradshaw Bunch this week, Season 1, Episode 1, <laughs> and 2. And 2, yes. Did, did you check this out, Fro? I did, yeah. It's a E-network, um, you know, E-network uh, show, reality show. And I very... Okay, one thing we should mention. This week, it was announced that Keeping up with the Kardashians has been canceled from. Right. Uh, I know you watched that show in the past. What do you think about that show getting canceled? Just I I, I still watch it. I watched the uh, first episode of the, the new, new season. season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of sad to be honest. <laughs> are, are any of the spinoff shows still? gonna happen no. after the main show is off the air okay no that's what i was wondering about i was like okay they canceled this show but they still have like five spin-offs that are running right <laughs> that's what yeah. i thought was gonna happen but i feel like this show the bradshaw bunch they made specifically maybe to kind of replace keeping yes. up with the kardashians Can... it reminds me very very much of keeping up with the kardashians just with a different family yeah. Yes, and it, it, it reminds me of it so much that it's almost the same music. It's almost the well, same. Well, it's on the same network, so they have all the same rights, yeah. the rights to all the music and stuff. They're using the same right. library that the Keeping Up with the Kardashian people are using because they're on the same network. Right. Yeah. But this is about right. Terry Bradshaw, who is a mm -hmm. four-time NFL Super Bowl champion, uh, but mm -hmm. it's not really about him at all. It's more about his daughters. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like they're trying to make his her his daughters kind of the reality Kardashian. famous. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I don't mind this show. I, I'm 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 just going to say it out, out loud. I don't mind it. It's not super good. This was I... a show that I loved to hate. We talked about this okay. in the past. It's one of those shows that. I hate it because it's terrible yeah. and I should not enjoy it, but I do. <laughs> well, I, I have a show like that. Uh, are you done? Oh, what, what did you give this? Right, we both saw this. Uh, I'm going to give this, God, because I, it's one of those shows that I feel like it goes past the zero and wraps back around because I hated it so much I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it, <laughs> I'm going to give it a 6.5 from... Yeah, I'm going to go and give it a 6.5 as well. I agree. And I'm not doing it <laughs> anything like... And I'm going to so. watch episode 3, and I'm going to hate myself while I do it. <laughs> well, look, I have found the new reality show for me. Okay. It's called Marrying Millions. Marrying Millions, um, okay. Marrying Millions, yes. Uh, 
So this is about poor people marrying people with a lot of money. Oh my god! And what they, what they struggle with? <laughs> oh my god! This is, oh, this show is 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 something. The casting of this is one of the best castings I have ever seen in a reality show, like ever. This is so good. This is so trashy. This is the most trashy, trashy, trash I have seen in quite a while, and and I fucking loved every second of it. So this is from so, 2019. There are two seasons out, yeah. and it's on Lifetime Network, just to let everybody know. Mm-hmm. So season two is going on right now. I'm waiting for it to end so I can binge it. Oh, but, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But season one, holy fuck, season one was good. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, but but yeah, there's a merge there. That so I you was, saw all of was, season one. Yes. So give us a number for season one, and then uh, how do you feel? Seven. How do you feel the next one is going to compare? You think it's going to be just as good, or? I really hope so. I really, really hope so. It is so funny. I, I I think you you should you should try to watch it at least. I saw yeah I well we'll see if I can check it out. I saw a show on Netflix called Dragon Dogma, which was a yeah anime anime very anime um but this kind of based a, on the Americanized game I have never ever played in my entire life. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I didn't it was based even... on a game at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know how I found out it was based on the game? Someone told me. <laughs> well, that's generally how you find out about things. But yes, yep. uh, I saw the first two episodes. I, the, I, I feel like I want to watch more, but at the same time, I'm not really that big of a fan of anime and also this kind of like King Prince story thing. Also, was this show sexist or was it just me? No, it was very sexist. Okay, I'm just making sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Overall, I gave it a six. I thought it was fun. I really enjoyed the story aspect of it as far as, like, his journey, the main character's journey. But at the same time, I don't really like the knights and kings and that. And I'm not a huge fan of anime, but I don't have anything against it. This just kind of felt very, um, like, an Americanized anime to me. Yeah, that that is one of my biggest problems with it. I, I I gave it a lower lower score than you. I gave it a five. Uh, I am probably two episodes and I'm out of this because it didn't really catch my imagination. I didn't didn't really catch anything in me. I the thing I liked uh, about it was him coming back from the dead that was the thing that kind of engaged me in the very first episode and probably the reason Mm -hmm. i got all the way through the second episode to be honest but uh i'm probably two episodes and you're out as well odell's uh oh it's my turn your turn Um, i saw ratchet let's go ratchet i saw Uh, that yeah this is on uh, netflix it's American Horror Story. If American Horror Story was not American Horror Story, um, <laughs> it is kind of horror. It's a spinoff of, of one. 
one who flew over one the flew cuckoo. over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. Right. Nurse Ratchet uh, was like yeah. the bad bad guy, I guess, kind of in that book mm-hmm. slash movie. Uh, and this is the interpretation of the things that happened before that book from her perspective, right? And uh, I, 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 like, he, here's my biggest, biggest uh, hoorah about this. Okay. I really, really, really like the actor that plays Ratchet. Oh, yeah. And I really, yes, she's uh, amazing. I think so all the awesome. acting in this is very good. Yes, and I really, really, really liked the guy that played uh, her brother, spoiler alert. Um, but other than that, I, I thought the story was kind of weak, to be honest. I, I didn't think the story was that amazing. That being said, I am still going to give this show a 7, because I saw every episode. That's funny, I gave it a 7. I saw... Yeah half of it so far. I probably will finish it because not that the storyline is really interesting, but the acting is very good. Cinematography is great. Um, Yeah. Everything's really not. I feel like they brought a little too much of modern day politics into it for no Mm -hmm. reason whatsoever. Uh, Yeah. Some of that takes away from the story aspect of it because (laughs) you're trying to relate it back to the original book or, or movie and bringing these modern day politics into it doesn't make sense with the original book, right? And it's kind of winking doing it as well. It's kind of like <laughs> wink, wink. See what we did there, wink, right. wink. Right, totally. And I, I, I don't like that. But the acting and the cinematography really make up for it. Like I said, seven. Uh, I saw a show on Peacock. Believe it or not, from Peacock. Uh, Wilmore. Did you see this? Nope. You know who Larry Wilmore is. Uh, uh, he kind of. Fam- I think mostly known the nightly show with Dale, uh, Larry Wilmore, and he he oh, yeah, 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 probably yeah, most yeah, known for yeah. being like a commentator on the Daily Show back in the day. Right. Uh, they gave him his own show on the Peacock okay. Network, and it's an it's an interview type show. I wouldn't call it a a nightly show. It's more like an interview show. And the first each episode he covers a different topic. The first episode, that the only one that's out, he covered um, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, he interviewed uh, Cori Bush, who was really big in... Well, she just was elected to office, uh, mm-hmm. and she was a big proponent of the Ferguson Black Lives Matter movement back in 2015. You know, when the Black Lives Matter movement actually started, as opposed to what a lot of people think it started this year, even though it started five years right. ago. Uh and he did. I think this did a really good job of kind of going over the Black Lives Matter movement, but also making it a little bit funny, but not too funny that it's making fun of it. If that makes sense. And he interviews right. people that are very important. For the first episode, I thought it was good, but at the same time, a little bit dry. So not very okay. funny, uh, or not funny enough for a comedy show. I'll give it a four. Look. I don't think you have gotten this with you, but do you know what is back for season two? Yes. Ghosts. Oh, no, that's not what I was going to say, but is it? Okay, oh. I need to write that down and yeah. watch it. I thought you were going to say, um, what is it? Uh, Mass Singer. 
Oh, no, that's uh, season three or four or something. Yeah, I saw all the six new episodes of Ghosts, Look, All the episodes uh, are out already? That's weird. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. All of is it out. I had so much fun with this. I'm not going to destroy anything. It was one of my favorite shows last year. It's one of my favorite shows this year. I will give this season uh, eight and a half. I'm definitely going to check that out next week. Yeah. Uh, speaking of best and worst shows, I saw a show this week, from, and mm-hmm. it was a show. And it was called The World's Funniest Animals, from. <laughs> okay. Uh, this this show. <laughs> this show, from. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. This was on, what, the CW. You know, they, they do good things, and then they also do incredibly yeah. horrible things. Mm-hmm. This was has to be one of the worst shows I've seen this year. No doubt about it. You're like, oh, how could it be so bad? It's just funny animals, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. These are... The host of this comes in, and she's got her dogs or whatever. She's the worst host ever. It's all done on this okay. terrible green screen. And you would expect, oh, she's just going to introduce these silly animal clips like you'd see on the internet. Funny cat falls over, blah blah Yeah, that mm. would be great. I would love that show. But instead, they had to bring in celebrities to commentary over the top of these videos and make <laughs> stupid, terrible jokes. <laughs> Like, very much like VH1, I love the 80s, or I love the 90s. Yes. Except over internet cat videos. (laughs) This show gets a one. After I watch the second episode, there's a very good chance it's going to get a zero. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see this. World's Funniest Animals on CW. You have to watch the show. It is the worst show I think I've seen this year. Like... it's got no redeeming qualities to it. <laughs> well, you still have the uh, the fighting show where everything is decided by dance, so I'll still remember that. Um, I saw the you got to see the show, Fro. Everything we've seen this year that we thought was terrible, uh, okay, uh, labor of love has nothing oh, yeah. on this show as far as being bad. Wow. Okay. okay. I saw I saw something that was very good actually. I saw the three first episodes of Filthy Rich. Three first episodes. There's only one episode out, so you apparently got a advanced screening of this because there's only one episode okay. of the show out. Well, I saw the three first episodes of Filthy Rich. Uh, I really, really, really liked it. Uh, it uh, has uh, Kim Cattrall in it, uh, and uh, General uh, McRaney, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good acting. It reminds me very much of uh, uh, the Fabulous Gemstones show we had this uh, year as well, so because this is also about a rich-like uh, family going through a crisis. Uh, but uh, yeah, I it's very trashy, soapy show uh, with a little hint of humor, and I really, really liked it. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. 
I thought it was okay. Um, it was entertaining. Like, I'll watch the second episode, even though at least in America it's not out yet. Uh, but I feel like I'm going to be two episodes and you're out because I don't... Um, when it comes to these shows that are all about, oh, we're so rich, it's hard to be rich. I, those shows never really 100% get me, but this show brings in the aspect of the three outsiders of the rich family, mm -hmm. right? And that kind of is the part that um, engaged me uh, because the I think the one character that really made me go, oh, this is interesting, is the guy who lives in the trailer uh, who shows up mm -hmm. and is he's like, yeah, I'll take the $2 million. I actually don't give a shit. That's the guy who, like, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. That's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I really, I, I, I think I haven't seen Kim Cattrall since uh, Sex in the City, and I, I, I liked her betrayal of this lady. I really did. There were certain uh, parts of it that the acting wasn't great. Uh, the cinema, cinematography is ho hum. I give this a six point five. Like I said, no, uh, six point five. Okay, last show I've seen this week is a British show called Us. Uh, and uh, it made me cry in four episodes. Uh, it's from BBC. It's about this divorced or, or soon-to-be-divorced couple that's going on one last holiday together with their son. Right. Where, sorry? I said right, yeah. Uh, uh, where where they are trying to, well, the, the husband is trying to find, uh, convince the, the wife that they need to stay together where she's more, more or less not very interested. And uh, yeah, it made me cry because it reminded me of uh, um, my parents' divorce uh, and everything like that, and my own fucking divorce and things like that. Uh, very, very beautiful shot, amazing acting, uh, maybe one of the best shows uh, I've seen in quite a while. I give it a 8.5. I had this on my list of things to watch this week. I just didn't get around to it because there's so much to watch. I actually have two more shows. American Barbecue Showdown on Netflix. Okay. Oh, it's, I have one more. I saw. Okay, I was going to say, I think you probably have one more, but American Barbecue Showdown yes. is a reality show about barbecue. It's very the, a cooking show competition show uh, mm. where they compete with different... Uh, they have an objective each episode. There's different contestants, and all of them are barbecue chefs. And each episode, they have a different objective of a different type of barbecue they're supposed to create. And, you know, at the end, somebody wins. Uh, it's a cooking competition show just with barbecue, which I love. I don't know how you... How how do people in Norway feel about barbecue, bro? I love barbecue. Okay. Uh, I, did, I just didn't know. Like, do you guys... Yeah. What do you guys barbecue in Norway? Uh, we barbecue on gas, mostly. I mean, like, what kind of summer. meat... Is like a if you were to be like, oh, hey, we're going to a uh, Norwegian pig. barbecue. Pig, most pig meat. Pork. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This they go on all. They go through ev all the meats basically. Uh, I, if you want to be hungry, this is the show to watch. I'd give it a five point five. 
Uh, yeah, I forgot that I saw outrageous pumpkins look. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a show. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's a uh, reality show uh, uh, hosted by uh, Haney, the girl from uh, Penn and Teller uh, show. Uh, what? Buffy the Vampire uh, girl with red hair. Uh, oh, her. Movie. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yes. She was in uh, not Charmed. What was the other one that wasn't Charmed? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Right, Buffy. Um. Uh. Anyway, uh, this is uh, where they're going to make the most outrageous com- pumpkins. It's pumpkin carving competition, and it's it's. I really really like it. I mean, I love. Every competition, like the reality show, so uh, I'm going to give it a six. So at the end of it, did somebody reveal their pumping it, pumpkin, and you were like, "That's outrageous!" And you just turned off the show. <laughs> outrageous! Look at this pumpkin; it's completely outrageous. Uh, Allison Hannigan is is what her name is. Yes, Allison Hannigan. Uh, it's completely outrageous, Allison. Um. The last show I saw, Jurassic World, from on Netflix, animated oh, yeah. Jurassic Park real, uh, animated show for kids, but I would not say this is for young kids. Mm. Did you not check? You oh, right, you didn't check this out. Uh, in the first, no, if I would say it this is so childish. This is for kids only above ten or eleven. Okay. And, like, young kids in the first 30 seconds of this would freak out because in the first 30 seconds, a guy gets murdered by velociraptors. Nice. So this is not a thing for young, young kids, but it is for maybe in between 10 and 15. All right? So, like, teenage, lower teenage level kids. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that it was okay. The animation's pretty good. The storyline's interesting, so it's not... It's actually about a kid who's like a gamer, and there's this Jurassic Park video game that he ends up winning. Like, he's the first person to beat this game, and he gets invited to Jurassic Park. Um, mm. And it's and he shows up, and there's all these other kids that are there, and they're all there to go to this uh, special event at this Jurassic Park. Um, and, then it go, and, and it goes from there as far as them get, you know, classic Jurassic Park story where they show up and everything's good, but then the dinosaurs escape, right? Very classic. Mm. But uh, each episode has a cliffhanger, at least the episodes I saw, and the cliffhangers are actually very engaging and they make you want to see the next episode. Overall, I give this a... What did I? Oh, I gave it. A, I gave this a six as well. It's pretty. Like I was surprised. Like I wanted to give this a bad score, and then I ended up kind of enjoying it. So, <clears throat> Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. All the dinosaurs are running wild. Someone lets T Rex out of the pen. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're all junk, which songs in Rob's mind. Uh, but we also saw Woke together. Episode two, episode 2 of Woke. Yeah, what uh, was this all about? It's called What Prequels? Uh, Ke- episode 2, Keith gra- grapples with the fallout from the previous day's events while trying to pus- put his life back in order. Yeah, this was not as good as the first episode, was it? 
No, but it was still good. Um, oh, I, yeah. I just think this one had a lot more um, story building, where the yeah. first episode had a lot of um, character development. And so mm-hmm. character ve- development is more interesting than story building just because mm. you're getting to know these people. And then this episode, I feel like we didn't get to learn about these people, but we got to learn about what the story is going to be in the future. Uh, so I feel like the next episode's probably going to be better than both the last episodes, but I guess we'll find out. I agree. I mean, this episode yeah. really, uh, it started with him waking up the day after he gets uh, assaulted by the police. Um, and he still sees these inanimate objects talking to him. Um, and he's trying to fix that. But at the same time, uh, everybody around him is saying, hey, you screwed up. His girlfriend breaks up with him. His business partners uh, say, hey, we can't work with you anymore. His life is falling apart in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I liked about this episode. It's like uh, now he's hitting ground. At rock bottom, yeah. Top. Yeah, rock, rock bottom. And and uh, it didn't have as many laughs as last time. Uh, do you remember what you gave last episode? No, I don't. I mean, this I episode I'd do. probably give a five right in the middle. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's do some fall TV premieres. We talked so much about TV already. Let's talk about more TV, bro. <laughs> I mean, this is one of my favorite topics of the year. Uh, I have three like very like uh, three like main topics that we have every year that I really love. This is one of them. Yeah, I mean. I guess, yeah, besides, uh, let's see, there's this, I mean, uh, let's count top five best and worst TV show and movies as one, and then the mm-hmm. other one would probably be upcoming TVs and movies. Yep. Like, <laughs> those yeah. are the three ones that I always look forward to every year when we yeah. do them. Um, and this is the new TV shows coming out this fall, which is, I thought it was going to be so much different, which it, it kind of is. As far as because of the so COVID um, thing, as far as like, I yeah. didn't think there were going to be as many shows being produced because of the lessening of production of shows due to COVID. But it seems like there's still shows coming out. It's just a different type of show. Like the last two years, I would say, how many shows were there about the CIA, FBI? Uh, you know what I mean? Like so many, so many. and I think there's one yeah. this year. So uh, that is something totally different. But let's get into this. We're gonna start what the day after last week's show. So September sixteenth mm-hmm. is kind of when the new fall premieres started. Extreme Ice Machines on Science Channel from. Uh, this is exploring machines invented for human survival in extreme cold across the planet. So maybe solve bard. (laughs) (laughs) Small bard. There you go. Uh, Yeah. uh, Another thing from the same channel. Impossible fixes. Meet the dedicated maintenance crew who races against the clock to ensure critical infrastructure are operating as designed every day. 
Right, and that was also on September 16th. Also on September 16th, uh, that came out last week, Sing On, which I did not see this on my Netflix, but apparently was on Netflix. In each themed episode, six contestants belt out the biggest hits from that genre while being judged by a vocal analyzer, comparing their vocal mm-hmm. performances to original... This sounds like a... So it's a computer analyzing them. This sounds like yes. a, uh, a singing show I might actually enjoy. Uh, no, you won't. Okay. Uh, then, then you have uh, Dragon's Dogma. We talked about we that. We talked about that. Uh, that was on September 17th. September 18th, American Barbecue Showdown, which we also talked, I talked about. Uh, then we have Becoming from uh, Disney Plus. Uh, this is uh, from the executive uh, producers LeBron James and Maverick Carter. Becoming uh, uh, chronicles the inspirational life stories of world-class entertainers, musicians, and athletes. Okay. Uh, Each episode follow a different celebrity back to their hometown as they revisit memorable locations that were central to their upbringing. Yeah, uh, this show was hard to find any information about, but it has Gronk, and it's produced by LeBron James, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's got Gronk in it. That's all we gotta say. Um, One Lane Bridge, uh, on the Sundance Now channel, this is also coming out September 18th, gotta do the dates, Uh, or did come out September 18th, during the murder investigation at Queenstown infamous One Lane Bridge, ambitious young Maori detective... Ariki Davis inadvertently reawakens a spiritual gift that endangers the case, his career, and his life. Wow, this sounds like something I really want to see. Yeah, me too. Uh, Jurassic World Camp uh, Cretaceous that uh, Luke talked about. Yep. Uh, We already talked about that. Uh, Also came out the same day, uh, Ratchet, which we talked about. September 21st, Murder Unboxed. On Quibi. Yeah. Uh, Witness the unboxing of real case evidence while hearing from actual investigators, prosecutors, and witness. Full of of twists and turns, each episode will connect the dots of seemingly unrelated evidence to tell the story of what happened. So that came out on Monday, as well as Filthy Rich, which we talked a lot about. That came out on Monday as well. Yeah. Uh, then, uh... Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, Carl Penn approves this message. Do you like Carl Penn? Cal Penn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. He, he can be funny. Uh, hosts an unscripted comedy series that explores the issues relevant to millennium... and Gen Z voters. I kind of want to see this. Right. It's, for some reason, this says zero episodes, so I wonder if it got bumped or something, but this was supposed to come mm-hmm. out, uh, at least, on Tuesday. The other thing that's supposed to come out on Tuesday, uh, The Playbook on Netflix. Uh, the Playbook profiles legendary coaches as they share the rules they live by to achieve success in sports and in life. Uh, September 23rd, I can see your voice... Uh, a pop star tries to guess at a skilled vocalist from the tone-deaf singers without hearing them sing. 
with the help of Tone Deaf Detective Team. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. <laughs> it sounds super stupid. But, I mean, anybody who watches... Uh... But it's with Ken Young uh, as the host, so... Right, so anybody who watches that other singing show you like... Uh... Right, Mass Singer. Mass Singer is going to watch this, right? I mean, or at least it's going to... My guess is they're going to be one after the other to try to, like, <laughs> piggyback, right? The Ken right. Jong hour, basically. Uh, yeah. Hot Dog, hot, spelled That's... H-A-U-T-E, um, <laughs> yeah. on HBO Max, dog groomers compete by giving canines all types of breeds creative makeovers. So it's like a dog grooming reality show. Ooh, I really want to see that funny enough. Uh, the day after, uh, the Amber Ruffin show. Amber's signature saw a smart and silly take off the wheel. A late night show. Uh, all right. Another one, Luke. Just uh, the good parts, the comedy. It's on uh, Peacock, by the way. Um, so I don't know yeah. how you do a late night show on a streaming service. I never understood that. If it's a late night show, it has to be at a certain time, right? It can't be on a streaming service where you can watch it. If you wake up at 8 a.m., you, you can watch a late-night show, right? Uh, also coming out the same day, which is what? September 18th. No, that's wrong. September 25th. September 25th. <sighs> Magic of Disney Animal Kingdom. A documentary series which takes viewers behind the scenes with animal care experts, veterinarians, and biologists at the Disney Animal Kingdom and Equa... Epcot's Sea Base Aquarium. Also coming out to Sendai is something called sne Sneakerheads. Uh, do you know how, what I read that as? Sneakerheads. And I was like, what is a sneakerhead? <laughs> uh, but yes, sneakerheads. Uh, Davin, a former sneakerhead turned stay-at-home dad, finds himself in deep hole after falling uh, for one of old friends Bobby's crazy schemes. To get his money back, uh, the odd duo goes uh, uh, for the hunt for the most exclusive kicks in the game. So it's like a hype beast comedy show. Okay. Yep. With sneakers. Yeah, the hype beast, you know, like uh, people who connect sneakers and t-shirts and all that garbage that is totally not worth the money you're spending on it. Uh, Apple TV on September 25th, Tehran. Uh, a Mossad agent embarks on her first mission as a computer hacker in her home of hometown of Tehran, Iran, obviously. Uh, this is one of those, one of the only one of these kind of uh, shows that we mentioned earlier as far as like the FBI, CIA kind of thing happening. Mm -hmm. Then... One of the shows I'm looking most forward to because it's created by Gillian Flynn. Looks good. And I like every. <laughs> it really, really looks good. A group of young adults who miss online gets a hold of a cult underground graphic novel, which not only pins uh, them as the target of a shadow deep state organization, but also burdens them with dangerous task of saving the world. I mean, I have still not watched anything by Julian Flynn I didn't like, so I, I fucking trust that lady. And the premise seems like it's going to be really good. 
Yeah. I mean, she made widows and sharp objects and wrote Gum Girl. <laughs> right. Uh, September 26th, Magical Friendship Squad on Sci-Fi. Uh, Sci-Fi is apparently now doing anim... They have, like, an animation block they're trying... This is totally new for Sci-Fi to do animation. Uh, when a little red panda named Nut arrives in an apartment in two directions... Directions... Directionless twenty-somethings and give them a magic, give them magical abilities to transform into superheroes. Alex and Daisy are forced to get their lives together to save the universe. Okay. Uh, also, the same channel and also animation. Wildlife. The block is. Yeah, we really don't know. I couldn't find anything about this show. <laughs> but we see, like, the animation there, and it looks very it looks weird. Weird, yes. Yes, uh, that's all we can say. It looks very weird. Mm -hmm. uh, also coming out September 26th, The Wildness of Error on F FX. Exam this examines the evidence in the case against uh, McDonald who was convicted in 1979 of murdering his pregnant wife and two daughters, a Green Beret physician, McDonald claimed that the murders were committed by drug-crazed hippies. I know a lot of people that are going to like this show. I am definitely going to watch it. Uh, coming September 27th, uh, the Comey Rule. You and me saw the trailer for this. Jeff Daniels and Braden Gleason stars as a uh, former... FBI director James Comey and President Donald Trump in this limited series of the story of the two powerful men whose uh, strictly different ethics and loyalties put them on the collection course. I can't wait to see this fucking propaganda. I can't wait to be angry at it. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just, it looks... Like, it's going to be funny to me as well, because... Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff in it, from the trailers I've seen, kind of looks silly. But at the same time, I like Jeff Daniels, so I don't want to take that mm -hmm. away from it. Uh, September 28th, Benedict, Benedict Men. One group of top athletic high schools... One of the top athletic high schools with a storied basketball program and the highest graduation rate in New Jersey's New Jersey, the series will follow the brotherhood of young men who seek to balance life in the complicated surroundings, I guess, of being sports yeah. sports stars. Yeah. And this is from Kubi. Oh yeah. Also coming from Kubi, the expecting a dark journey of the young woman down on her luck. And pregnant under mysterious circumstances. It's a horror show on Quibi. Right. Again, I don't know if we count Quibi as even TV shows because of their length. Yeah. Like, I almost didn't want to add them onto this list, but I did because I'm nice. Uh, October 1st, connecting <laughs> on NBC uh, an ensemble comedy series about a group of friends trying to stay connected during the global pandemic. And what I'm seeing here is it's a show about being on Zoom. Then we're going to have Crip Tales. Right? You know the dinner? Yes. Did you want to make the same joke? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, this is uh, 
uh, about people that are crippled. Uh, there's a fucking long article here. Yeah, the uh, only thing I can find about it, it says each film film is a fa fictional monologue capturing the life-changing moments for per pe persons with disabilities based on factual research and lived experience uh, spanning the last 50 years of British history. Cool. Uh, the next thing, Gangs of London, uh, mm -hmm. also on October 1st, AMC Plus, mm -hmm. uh, tells the story of London being torn apart by turbulent power struggle of its in international gangs and the sudden power vacuum that's created when the head... Head of London's most powerful crime family is assassinated. You said you've seen this? Yeah, uh, this uh, is uh, have been in the UK for uh, oh, a long time. Oh, see, there were a few of those shows that, like, I checked them out and it was like, oh, this is a brand new first season on blah blah And I went and looked right. it up and it's like, wait, this show's been out forever in another country. And I, this is one I guess I, I missed and didn't delete. Sorry. Yeah, no, it, it's a very good show. Uh, the Salisbury Poisoning, a uh, fact-based drama about the Novik Poisoning crisis in Salisbury in 2018. I have never heard about this poisoning in 2018, so... Yes, you have. Be you just don't remember it. We, yeah, we covered okay. it on the news on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Remember the g guy who got uh, poisoned and they said it was Russia... Oh, yes, I do remember that. Uh, yeah, uh, before we go on to October 2nd, I want to go more into this concept of a lot of the shows that I saw that were British shows that they're putting out as season one is like a brand new show. Most of them mm -hmm. were on Disney+. Plus. I just want to point that out really quick. <laughs> they're, they're promoting them. They're like they're brand new shows, but they're only brand new if you live in the United States. <laughs> um, right. October 2nd, Emily in Paris on Netflix. A young American woman from the Midwest is hired by a marketing firm in Paris to provide them with an American's perspective on things. Huh. Okay. So, something I am also looking fucking forward to. Monsterland. The trailer looks awesome. Encounters with gothic beasts includes falling angels and werewolves, broken people are driven to desperate acts in the attempt to repair their lives, ultimately showing their uh, the thin uh, line between man and beast. This has potential to be great or terrible. Uh, yeah. Also coming out October 2nd, Song Exploder. Uh, this weaves together in-depth interviews, archival archival footage and raw recordings as each artist breaks down their song layer by layer, sharing intimate insight into the personal inspiration behind the music and lyrics. Okay. Isn't there a YouTube yeah. channel that already does that? Yeah. Well, what is that YouTube channel called? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Ga it was uh, the one that Gabby Hanna got made fun of so much. Yes. Yeah. Uh, October 4th. Uh, hey, look. You need another Walking Dead <laughs> TV show, right? Oh, yeah, because right? everybody's still watching Walking Dead, so why not have another spinoff? <laughs> I mean, I'm totally going to watch this. Uh, he, he lied. Uh, the Walking Dead World Beyond. The series will focus on the first generation to grow up during the zombie apocalypse. 
I don't fucking care is what the name of the show is called. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do you think people are gonna watch this? I just don't. I have no no no. Didn't we talk don't. last week about how nobody cares about zombie shows anymore? Yeah. Yeah. All right. PBS also the same day. Uh, Flesh and Blood. Uh, it's a new series. Uh, Immolata Staunton and Francesca Anis star in a juicy mystery about the perils of late-life romance. Uh, they play the grown-up children of Anis's character. Stephen Ray is the new gentleman friend. Staunton stars as an inquisitive next-door neighbor, and David Bomber is the detective who tries to figure out whether the unfortunate incident was an accident or a heinous crime. Okay. Mm. I mean, it sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, the good Lord Burge on Showtime. Uh, Eden Hawke stars as uh, a balloonist John Brown in a limited series based on the novel Onion. is uh, a, f- a fictional enslaved boy who became a member of the Brown family as of a Bolognese soldiers and find himself in 1859 raid at Harper's Ferry. The same day, uh, The Comedy Store on October 4th. This documentary brings back brings the life, the legends, heartbreak, and history created at The Comedy Store, which over the past 47 years has launched careers of the breast of a breathtaking array of stars. I mean, this has got, on the poster, it's got Rogan, Mark Maron, Richard Pryor. Yeah, it's got all these people on here, so. You know, Rick and Marty character guy, like, is coming. It's called uh, Natural, uh, no, it's called Gloop World. Uh, it's coming to Kibi. It's made by Rick and Marty guy, right? Coming out October 5th. Yeah, another thing coming out yeah. October 5th. <laughs> Natural Born Narco chronicles of the origins of a notir- notorious real-life drug lord, Armando Carralo Fuentes, inspired in an acclaimed tele- telenovela. Okay. Wasn't that the best Rick and Morty voice you have ever heard? That was actually pretty uh, good, to be honest. Thank you. Uh, same day uh, from ANZ Soulmates. Uh, this takes place 15 years from now when science makes a, a discovery that makes uh, uh, that changes the lives of everyone on the planet. A way to find yourself made through six uh, provocative stories about the cost of finding true love. I'm really looking forward to this. I've seen the trailer. It looks very interesting. Really? Okay. This is not. This yeah. wasn't even on my radar. October sixth, next with a ca- capital oh, X. I'm, I'm so looking forward to this. A former tech CEO joins a Homeland Security agent to stop the emergence of a rogue artificial intelligence. This also. This is the only other show that's kind of one of those CIA yeah. shows, though. Yeah, but uh, the actors in this is something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, October 7th, uh, The Devils is coming to the CW. Uh, a worldwide uh, financial conspiracy is discovered 
by a group of traders of a large investing uh, bank. And it's based on a novel by Guru Mera Biera, but it has Patrick Dempsey in it. So every girl will, will watch this. Also coming out October 7th, Doctor Who, The Faceless Ones. So a Doctor Who show, but this is an animated Doctor Who. I was so looking forward to this. And this is on BBC America. I assume this is also on regular BBC, so. Yeah. I mean, I love I you know I love Doctor Who. Uh, uh, the day after eight, Phantom Sino. Uh, this is from uh, Science, Science Channel. Channel. Yeah. We are surrounded by endless stream of identified channel, uh, data with information uh, bombarding us from uh, seemingly every uh, direction. These signals are part of our everyday operation, help help define our understanding of the universe, enlarging and largely go unnoticed. That is until a glitch occurs, a blip on the screen, a, f a faulty uh, frequency, a mysterious interference. What are these unknown signals? Where are they coming from? And what do they really mean? Interesting. Right, it started out sounding really boring, and by the end I was like, I want to watch that show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the right stuff on Disney+. Plus. U.S. fighter pilots are recruiting it to test experimental aircraft and rockets to become the first Mercury astronauts. TV adapt adaptation of Tom Wolfe's book, The Right Stuff. Something Luke knows I am super interested in. Because it is the follow-up uh, of The Hunting of Hill House. Yeah. The well, Hunting of... It's not really a follow-up. Yeah. It, it's like a... Well, it's a show made by the same people. There we go. Yes. Uh, the Hunting of Blind Manor. After a O'Pierre's tragic there, uh, death, uh, hire, uh, Henry hires a young and American nanny to care for his orphan niece and nephew who resides at Bly Manor as Chief Owen, Groundkeeper Jamie, and Housekeeper Mac Mrs. Groose. I can't fucking wait to be scared as I was last year, or whenever it was. Yeah, time flies when you're in a pandemic. Uh, October 12th, The Last Looks on Quibi. Uh, a disgraced ex-cop ex seeks solace by moving into the woods, but his quiet life comes to an end when a private eye recruits him to investigate a murder. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Uh, October 13th, FBI this call, uh, this, this uh, classified. Uh, it's a documentary. We know nothing about the plot. I assume it's about the FBI being declassified. Uh, Social Distance, uh, on October 15th from Netflix. It looks like this is going to be a show about... It's going to be another, uh, what do you call it, Zoom kind of show where everything's on, you know, on... It's right. all about social distancing, people talking over over computer, so... Uh, also on Netflix, uh, the day after, Grand Army... 
the drama tells the story of five high school students as they struggle with sexual, racial, and economic politics and the fight to, to succeed to become somebody. Yeah, the same day, October 16th, Hellstrom on Hulu, Damien and Anna Hellstrom are the son and daughter of a mysterious and powerful serial killer. The siblings have a complicated dynamic as they track down the terrorizing worst of humanity, each with their each with their own attitude and skills. I mean, it looks kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Then we will have a reboot of the 90s game show Super Market Sweep. Do you remember that oh, show? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. remember. How ridiculous. I never understood the rules of Super Market mm, Sweep. No, but it's coming back on ABC on October 18th. I mean, if you watched it back in the day, I don't even think the contestants knew the rules of Super Market Sweep. <laughs> no. uh, the trouble with Maggie Cole... Uh, <laughs> coming out also October 18th. Uh, it follows the story and the fallout of Maggie Cole, played by French, who doesn't pay attention to the cautionary adage that those in glass houses uh, should not throw stones coming out on ITV. Mm-hmm. On CBS, you mean? Oh, ITV and PBS. Right, so it's on in, in America, PBS, in UK, ITV. Uh, October 23rd, uh, The Queen's Gambit, eight-year-old orphan Beth Harmon is quiet, sullen, and by uh, all appearance, unmarkable. That's in, until she plays her first game of chess. Uh, her senses grow sharper by her thinking clear, and for the first time in her life, she finds herself in full control. By the age of 16, she's competing for the U.S. Open Championship. But as Beth honors uh, uh, her skills on the professional circuit, the stakes get higher. Her isolation grows more and more frightening. And through uh, uh, of an escape becomes more tempting. Based on a book by Walter Tavis that I have read and I fucking loved, and I can't fucking wait for this. Oh, okay. Uh, October 25th, The Undoing on HBO. Uh, The life of a successful therapist in New York begins to unravel on the eve of publishing her first book. This has got Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant in it, so this is going to be probably a big show. Uh, November 8th, uh, Moonbase uh, 8, uh, a group of mediocre astronauts living in NASA's test environment vie for the chance to be selected to go on the moon. This is created by Fred Arston and has John C. Riley and Fred Armston in it. So I like John C. John C. Riley. Uh, it just also has yeah. uh, Tim Heidecker from... Uh, right. What, Tim and Eric. So this is going to be a goofy-ass show, is my guess. Uh, it's on yeah. Showtime. Uh, let's see, when is... Where do we go next? November 9th, the next day, I guess. Industry on HBO. Uh, young bankers and traders make their way in a financial world in the aftermath of the 2008 collapse. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a drama uh, about uh, the stock market. Yeah, 
I am looking forward to that. Uh, the day after October, no, sorry, November 10th, the teacher that I have seen the trailer for explored the story behind uh, the mugshot of a female t- high school teacher uh, caught in an affair with her male student, revealing the complexities and the consequences of those illegal relationships. And finally, November 23rd, jumping quite a ways ahead in the time, uh, Black Narciss... Narciss... Narcissus... Narcissus... There we go. Narcissus. Adaption of a 1939 novel, a group of nuns faces challenges in the hostile environment of a remote uh, old Himala- Himalayan palace that they wish to make a covenant. Okay. Yep. I've read the book. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Uh, if you had to say three shows that you're most looking forward to, which uh, three shows would it be? Wow, that's kind of hard. I mean, there's a lot of shows here to go over. Um, uh, Sneakerheads kind of looks interesting. Oh, yeah. The Comey Rule. Mm-hmm. And maybe, uh, let's see, what would the last one be? Maybe Gloop World, to be honest. I have uh, Utopia. I have, funny enough, the Comey rule. And I definitely <laughs> have uh, uh, Monsterland. Emmy bet. All right. Uh, last week we bet on the Emmys, bro. And mm-hmm. let's go through this. We'll try to do this really fast. I'm sure this is going to be the longest show of all time. Outstanding comedy series, Shit's Creek, Fro, won, won this. Mm-hmm. We both picked a good place. We both got it wrong. Outstanding drama series, The Succession, uh, you picked this and you got it right. I picked The Crown, got it wrong. So you got a point there, Fro. Mm. Outstanding Leanne. I'm sure, I, I'm sure it's going to be one, one of many points I get this. Right. Uh, outstanding lead mm-hmm. actor in a comedy series, Eugene Levy. Uh, we both picked Ted Danson. Uh, outstanding lead actress actress in a comedy series, Catherine O'Hara. Uh, we picked Tracy Ellis Ross and Issa Rae. You picked... Uh, uh, where, oh, we did outstanding lead actor in a drama series, Jeremy Strong. Um, we got... Neither of us got that right. Outstanding lead actress in a drama series, Zendaya. Neither of us got that right. <laughs> Outstanding competition show, RuPaul's Drag Race, which I almost picked last week, but didn't. Oh, yeah. We were so close. We were so <laughs> I almost close. picked it. Uh, oh. Neither of us got that right. And you see a trend happening here. Outstanding director <laughs> for a comedy series, Schitt's Creek. Neither of us got that right. Outstanding director directing for a drama series Succession neither of us got that right writing outstanding writing for a comedy series Shits Creek neither of us got that right outstanding writing for a drama series Succession neither of us got that right so all in all we only got one correct and it was you and you got one point to zero Uh, well I get to pick a new topic uh, we are talking about the very, very weird sex cult Nexion uh, because of the uh, uh, show that's going on right now called The Wow 
Eh, wedding wow. Right, I've, like I've that, researched so. this in the past. It's been on our list of things mm-hmm. to cover for a while. There's also something called JNS and DOS, which are like involved in this somehow, and we're going to look into those as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Emmys, it seems like Shit's Creek really like took all the, uh, like a lot of the awards here. And Succession, yeah. Succession yeah. won uh, a lot of awards. Yeah, but it seems like Shit's Creek is the one that really it was the top winner. And I think the problem was the reason we got a lot of this wrong is I've never watched that show. Have you? Nope. Right. So that might be right why we didn't get any of them right. Movie Jeremy right. has watched that show. <laughs> what does he think? That's uh, he he finds this okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the rousing endorsement there. Yeah. Uh, okay, but, uh, uh, have you seen a movie this week? I did. I saw a movie you saw last week. This is Paris, the Paris Hilton documentary <laughs> made by Paris Hilton. I, I can't believe Who makes Paris. a documentary about themselves? <laughs> Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton, right. People who are, only people who are famous for being famous make documentaries about themselves. Uh... Yeah, there was a lot of this. There was. It's a documentary made by the person who made the documentary about themselves. So it's obviously all going to be positive. There's no spinning that. And a lot of the stuff in here, it, it comes off as like, oh, this is genuine. But you can tell, especially with the interviews with her mother and with her sister, that they're not being genuine. They're they're it's slightly scripted, or they have an idea of what they're going to say. And they make it come off as emotional, but I don't believe half of the stuff in this documentary. Overall, I'm going to give this a th- 3.5. I really, really liked it. I don't know why I liked it. I don't. I, I shouldn't have liked it, either, but I did. I understood why. You, I mean, it, they tried. They did a good job of making it come off as emotional. It's just that I see saw through the bullshit. I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any movies this week, so. Oh. Another movie I saw that I definitely recommend to you came out in April. From it's called Netflix mm-hmm. versus the World. Okay, and it's all about Netflix starting f- uh, from the beginning, like when they first decided, "Hey, we want to send DVDs to people and pay a subscription fee." In and how they competed with Blockbuster. So they have interviews with the CEO of Blockbuster and then all the people who worked for Netflix back in the day. Super interesting documentary. Overall, I'm going to give it a six. Uh, A little bit from the corporate side as far as, like, where the perspective is, but very interesting content as far as, like, how this little tiny internet startup took Blockbuster completely out. You know what I mean? Like, Blockbuster Mm. doesn't exist anymore. They do online, actually. Like, you can go to blockbuster.com and rent movies there. Right, That, but they did that in response to Netflix. So you just got to watch the documentary. Yeah. So Cool. I mean, Blockbuster the... online is not making Stranger Things, I guess, is right? So no. they go all the no way, way to that in this documentary. As far as, like, now... Netflix is its own powerhouse like production studio where Blockbuster online is not is not that. I don't remember having Netflix uh, sending me DVDs, so 
I guess I'm old. Uh, I, I, I had uh, Netflix send me DVDs back in the day, yeah. Uh, before, yeah. they had streaming service, and I remember going to Blockbuster to try to get uh, the Scientology movie, what, what was it called, uh, with uh, John Travolta, and he's like an alien. Oh, yeah. Um, Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth, and... Uh, they refused to carry it at Blockbuster because they were a Christian company. So they refused to carry Battlefield Earth because it wasn't a Christian movie. And they, this documentary actually goes into how they started to... They were trying to build their subscription service online, but because Blockbuster had this image as like a Christian company, there were certain movies they couldn't put on there, and they're trying to... like. Uh, let's say Netflix had 10,000 movies. They wanted to have 15,000 movies on their service, but because they didn't allow certain movies because of their image, uh, they had a huge hard time like competing. Yeah, super interesting. Check it out. Hmm. Uh, hey, do you want to see an audio trailer? Let's do it. I want to see it that way. I know what happens in the Oval Office, and that's what scares me. I come at this from a very unique perspective. Not just having been a journalist, but also having worked for two different presidents. Hey, folks. It's Lyle. Seeing a lot of Obama here. Okay. All the time. Unlike his predecessor, Mr. Trump does not allow his staff photographer to capture photographs of life and work inside the White House. If you just stacked up the images of the Obama presidency and the Trump presidency, you would see the two stories of America in the starkest possible contrast. The job of the chief official White House photographer. Oh, based on a New York Times number one best. So it's based on a book. Photographs break down the idea that these people are somehow different from us. I've got an idea for another picture. <laughs> I thought that was a weed plant for a second. <laughs> I thought that was George Bush with the giant weed plant. No, this is just a tree. At one point, President Obama blocks Reggie's shot. And he goes, did you get that block? When Barack Obama was elected, I could see what he meant to the African-American community. This five-year-old kid asked Obama, is my hair cut just like yours? President Obama bent over and let that kid touch his head in his hand. That image stands for how kids will see themselves differently forever. I thought, who is this man? How does he deal with crisis? Leadership, character, and empathy. Oh, this is Don't you such wish a propaganda. When I first they haven't showed a single interview with Obama, though. So I'm assuming this documentary about Obama, they don't actually interview Obama. Pete Souza is getting attention online with replies to President Trump's tweets. I had to speak out. I knew how the job should be done. Pete felt the urgency to show what the office can be. This was a 911. Respected the dignity of the office. Presidency. Wait, I love did they, job. are they showing Reagan and talking about <laughs> the respect of the office? Do you have a picture for every single thing that Donald Trump has lied about with Barack Obama? Pretty much. <laughs> wow. Well, that movie was definitely made for a specific audience. Uh, the way I see it... <laughs> 
what is no Luke? What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? This could actually end up getting Oscar nominated, to be honest. The way I see it, <laughs> yeah. Pete Souza captures historic and intimate moments as a photographer for President Barack Obama and President Ronald Reagan. So they're comparing Reagan to Obama for some reason. Okay. 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 66% on Metacritic, 89% or 95% of Google users liked it. Yeah, uh, Google users like. Nancy Horn. It was great. I was so glad to see it. Wonderful photography. You really see the wrong, uh, strong difference in comparison with this current president. Trump needs lessons in leadership. I mean, I'm a fucking hate Trump, but this is the most propaganda shit movie I have ever seen a trailer for in many, many months, years. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people that really love this movie, I have a feeling. But, yeah. Directed by Don Porter. I got some from the Facebook. They did have a Facebook. Uh, Brittany Combs says, uh, this is a great movie, if you love Obama. Gives inside glimpses of the presidency, however, what I find a little disturbing is the view Pete takes on our current president. America is struggling with cyberbullying and hatred, and Pete Souza basically is showing it's alright to do just that with his tweets, books, and speeches. Yeah, no. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm not a huge Trump fan, but this seems a little fluff-fluff. Uh, Jim uh, Palante says, this movie, this is a movie everyone should see. Sometimes while watching a film, I have tears in my eyes. For the entire 100 minutes, I was looking through tears of this movie. It tells a wonderful story of the eight years of Barack Obama being president. The person telling the story, Pete Souza, and the White House still photographer during the Obama administration, it's amazing what stills can do. So this guy liked it. Uh, also coming out uh, is a movie called The Secret We Keep uh, in a post-World uh, War II America, a woman rebuilding her life in the suburbs with her husband kidnaps her neighbor and seeks vengeance on the heinous crimes she believed he committed against her. Uh, this has Joel Kinman, um, Naomi Rapasa, uh, Amy Seamus, and David Macrolotondo in it. Uh, 6.6 uh, out of 10 on IMDb, 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, 47% on Metacritics. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a feel good. Uh... The Nest also com came out last weekend. Uh, life of an entrepreneur and his f American family begin to take a twisted turn after moving into an English country manor. Uh, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 80% on Metacritic, directed by Sean Durkin, starring Jude Law, actually, Fro. Uh, also coming out uh, was a horror movie called Follow Me, a social media influencer, and he's friend found himself in over their head in Moscow as search for a quality online contest bring them to a sinister world. 5.3 and B out of 10, 
29% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 5 out of 5 on iTunes, <laughs> and a 4.1 on uh, uh, Is that a first for us, iTunes rating? That's got to be a first yeah. for us. Okay. I, I, think, I think so. The first you have to unlock your device. Whoa. Oh. I said, I said, Google. Oh no! Oh, I see. That's. I was like, what's happening? Uh, this yeah. follow me apparently is also called No Escape, depending, I guess, on which country you live in. Uh, Infidel also came out last weekend. Uh, a desperate woman tries to save her husband after he's kidnapped and put it on trial for espionage in Iran. Uh, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 88% on Fandango, um, let's see, starring Jim Cavazel, Claudia Car- Caravan, never heard of these people, directed by Cyrus N- Norashte. There you go. Sure. Uh, Ravers also came out, uh, with a, uh, when a Condemned energy drink turns a legal rave into a nightmare. A geophobic germophobic journalist has to overcome her deepest fears to get her friends out of life. 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Geo Georgia Hurst. Manpreet Bambra, never heard of any of people here, directed by Bernard Puncher. Pusher. But surprisingly enough, that's probably the movie I'd want to see the most. <laughs> um, I really want to see The Secrets We Keep, to be honest. Really? Okay. I just think the idea yeah. of a contaminated energy drink turning people into, like... Zombies or something at a rave? That mm-hmm. sounds interesting as a horror movie concept to me. Hey, uh, do you want to free book? Yes, you do. Go to audibletrial.com slash another digital system. 30 day free trial. 30 day free trial. Uh, keep the book even if you cancel a, your membership next week. Look. News of the week. Yeah, anything special next week? I guess next week is our five-year show, not five-year anniversary show. Yeah, I don't believe we have done this for five years. Well, yeah, I guess we have. I mean, uh, there might be something special happening, but we're gonna do news of the week, obviously. Uh, Top five Mm -hmm. best and worst episodes ever of the show. so just a mm-hmm. easy top five um, from each of us. Uh, woke episode three, and another digital review of misbehavior, whatever that is. Yeah. Do you have episodes in, in your mind that you have on your list? No, I haven't even thought list. about it at all yet. <laughs> well, good luck. You have just... Uh, 259 episodes to look through, so... Right, exactly. There's plenty of yeah. uh, uh, content. I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll think about it during the week. There's ones that I'm sure are just going to pop into my head. Oh, I have episodes I know. I already know my number one best and worst, actually. 
Oh, underneath that, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, like, right, right away it came into my mind. Oh, I hate that episode. <laughs> huh, okay. No, I, yeah. I'd have to think about it more. And especially five of them, to put them in order, that's going to be the hard part. Oh, yeah, order part is going to be shit talk. Totally. Uh, Jerry McGuire. Anything special? Yeah, they deployed the Space Force, from. Guess guess it where is? they deployed the Space Force? Uh, Florida. Nope, try again. It's the Space Force. Where would you deploy a force that's supposed to be... The Houston. <laughs> well, I would assume in space would probably be where you would oh. send the Space Force. Oh, well... Okay. But no, they sent them to Qatar. <laughs> Qatar? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You would have never guessed that in a million years, probably. <laughs> nope. Uh, WandaVision came out uh, with their uh, official trailer. It looks bananas, crazy, cuckoo. Okay. I'll have to yeah. check that out. Uh, anything helping on YouTube? I mean, I guess the big thing was the Joe Rogan thing, and we already talked about that. Yeah. Lady Gaga came out with her new nine one one video. That was cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. There was an Apple event last week. Oh, yeah. I don't I did really see, care. I saw some... Well, there was some cringe that happened out of it that I saw some memes about. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I'm beginning to be very, very tired. Yeah, it's been a long show. I think we covered everything. Uh, there's probably something we're forgetting, but... Oh, right, sure. the uh, Bill Clinton uh, thing with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, Jeffrey Maxwell, yes. Right. Uh, Bill Clinton apparently was dining with Ghislaine Maxwell, and there's some evidence of that. We don't really have confirmation yet. Maybe we'll cover that next week. Maybe. Yeah. If it is true. Exactly. <laughs> I don't doubt it for a second. Right. But I just like, yeah, we can't really prove it. So we don't have confirmation yet. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen, though, because we just found right. out about this like last night, this morning, something like that. So yeah, I'm mean, probably going to see the new uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes movie that came to Netflix today. I have heard it. Okay. Oh, there was this thing that came out from the nation. Uh, federal agencies tapped Portland protesters' phones. Uh, it says Homeland Security was using phones for crowd control. Uh, they wanted to know, basically, they were listening in on people's conversations so that they could figure out who was talking to who to try to figure out who was the leader of the protesters. Right. They were tapping people's phones. This is, you know, Edward Snowden told us all about this, so don't be surprised, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, we are going to tap into your life next week. <laughs> My name is Fro. His name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>